on this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. NCAA football is back. We take a look back at week zero at Miami versus Florida. A look ahead to Wisconsin's week one game and other week ones uh, happen around the country. Then we stay on campus, talk a little bit about uh, some schedule release season for the Wisconsin basketball team and the Wisconsin women's soccer team in a big matchup against Florida State. We also touch on the professional football with preseason disasters on and off the field. Of course, with the luck retirement, also XFL releases logos. We have your full breakdown. (laughs) Yeah. Dive into those XFL logos. Uh, we also <laughs> touch on some of your other favorite uh, segments, MLB baseball, the corner kick, and wrap up with some USA basketball talk. All right, let's start the show. back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. And Casey, how are we today? Well, doing pretty good. It is probably my favorite time of year. Uh, yes. Temperatures cooling down. Uh, got the windows open. Just uh, that whole thing going for me. And obviously football is starting, but uh, you know, it's that little, that little chill in the air when you wake up in the morning and uh, actual temperature throughout the day uh that's been it's been really uh get me through these last couple days before football How about yeah you? nice crisp cool days uh have been have been bestowed upon us yeah i yeah i got so into uh football starting on <laughs> on uh, so football starting this week yeah and so i talked so much about uh the badgers starting next friday that i got home on friday thinking yeah. football was this starting week. yeah and then I was so devastated around seven o'clock when I realized it wasn't. Yeah. And I just went to go watch high school football because I needed to watch football. There you go. So uh, that was that was my Friday. Yeah, well, it was one of those when you say next Friday. Is it is it <laughs> this coming Friday or the yeah. Friday after this one of those? You did that to yourself. Uh, I did. Seems like it should be hard to do, but you managed to do it, Marlo. I did it. Good, good job by you. Uh, high school football probably not. I mean, I guess it's all right. It's okay. Right? It's, yeah, it was it was football. It was live football. It was football. Yeah, Friday night <laughs> lights. Friday night lights. There you go. Yeah, Friday night lights. Um, but it was back on Saturday, Marlo, uh, with the Week Zero game. Uh, yes, which there were two. I didn't stay up for the second one because it was oh, that's Hawaii. Right. Um, apparently, it was an exciting finish. We're not going to talk about it because neither <laughs> of us watched it because it happened in the middle of the night. Uh, but I did hear that you can watch the Hawaii games. They're streamed on Facebook. So if you're up, oh, at that's awesome to know. Yep, uh, whatever ungodly hour uh, that is probably <laughs> on, <laughs> you can uh, stream watch that on, on, on the Facebook, um, not sponsored. Uh, but it was back in week zero, the main game, Miami versus Florida. Uh, and I guess my takeaway, Marlo, just in general about the game, football was back and yeah, it was pretty ugly. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty ugly. Yeah, you geared, got geared up again, like we just talked about. Ready for football, excited, kickoff. We got ESPN, you know, the whole Florida-Miami teams going at it. Miami's back. 
Uh, Florida's supposed to be back. Everything's back. The whole, you know, the whole lockdown the state of Florida. And we get started, and it was just like, oh, well, I don't think I don't think they're ready for football. Yeah, uh, neither of the teams came out, played well, um, and Florida ended up winning uh, 24-20. Miami miraculously had a chance to come back on a, it was 4th and 34, something like that, uh, and they just threw the ball up and got a pass interference. It was a legit pass interference call, uh, and then another pass interference call on third down later in the drive. It seemed like Florida was like daring Miami to win the game or giving them as many chances as possible to win the game. Uh, but Miami just couldn't couldn't do it. It was just Miami beat Miami, Marlo. Uh, I guess to start out, they got their turnover. They brought out the new turnover chain. Yes. Uh, so it did come in. Yeah. You were right. I thought it was dead when <laughs> Paul Crest said, turnover chain my ass. Uh, that didn't... I feel like the Wisconsin coach saying that. Yes. Kill the turnover chain, but it didn't. They actually made it even more ridiculous by putting uh, 305 in diamond encrusted numbers or whatever. Uh, yep. Which I had to look up is <laughs> the area code. <laughs> area code. <laughs> one of the two area codes in Miami. I presume the one that the campus is on. Yeah. Not sure. Uh, so I didn't understand that. And they also unveiled touchdown rings, which say Miami Hurricanes or something of the ridiculous thing. So if you score a touchdown, you get to wear these uh, stupid brass knuckle looking things. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, uh, So we got turnover change, touchdown rings. What's the next thing? We're just going to have uh, tackling bracelets. I don't know. It's not yet. Anklets. Anklets. Um, Yeah. uh, God. Just some Miami, uh, but nonetheless, despite having uh, what was it four getting four turnovers, uh, they only managed to score twenty points. Uh, with the, f- I guess, flip side of it, you have the one side of the coin turnover change, touchdown rings, all the hype, all that. You have inability to protect the passer, uh, a million penalties, and uh, can't tackle, can't tackle, and giving away the ball on the other side of the coin for Miami. Yeah, uh, it was a really tough watch and. For for that sake, they just didn't seem like a good, uh, well-oiled football team. And I guess maybe that's the – we should keep this in mind, Marlo, I think. Yeah. Uh, next week, when we look at week zero, just kind of go, it's going to be football. But, look, these teams aren't really ready to play. They're used to playing, uh, you know, the ball states of the world. The No offense to ball state, but that's just – that's the one team. I, I think I went to a Wisconsin ball state game. <laughs> yeah. And, like – when Ron Dane was on Wisconsin, I was I meant to look this up. I didn't, you know. Good job by me. Uh, right, right. And so for whatever reason, like my go-to, like pushover team is Ball State, which probably isn't <laughs> fair, but that's where my my memory is. Uh, that was a game where Ron Dane, I think he was out by halftime, and I think we spent most of the time like spitting over the side of the stadium and not actually watching the game because it was like backup <laughs> in. Uh, so that was one of my yeah. first. Uh, first ever blowout games that i went to uh anyway yeah so, so week zero week they, zero game one's not gonna be great yeah not gonna be good dudes even even since they have to play in week zero though they can't start early right it's like the ncaa rules they have to start at a certain time i they probably can't. I, I would it assume would, so the way ncaa is like an unfair advantage. yeah exactly so yeah it's not they don't have the full camp it seems like one week doesn't seem like it would be but it is kind of a big deal and like you said they don't have that that tune-up game against whoever yeah. Um, I have to get that going. But that being said, this is a, a Miami team that is supposed to be back. 
a floor team that's highly ranked. But yeah. again, preseason rankings, what do they really mean, anyways? Yeah. Um, and it just wasn't. It just didn't look like it just they just didn't pass the eye test, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, going forward. So, you know, is Florida a good team? I don't know. We'll see going forward. I, like I said, the the eye test show that you got some work to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll see as the season progresses yeah. from here. It kind of felt like a, is it is Florida's defensive line that good? Is their defense going to be that good? Uh, I take away the kind of pass interference penalties they had down the stretch because they outside of kind of when they had short field, were able to control Miami. Uh, or is it that Miami's offensive line is like historically bad, like it's kind of been the last few years? Uh, we'll we'll see on that. Uh, but you didn't come away thinking like, wow, Florida's a top 10 team and or Miami's back. You kind of felt like I don't really get any conclusions out of this game. Uh, <laughs> and maybe that's where, uh, where, where we'll leave it, Marlo. And move on to our Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, yeah. Start... <laughs> Next Friday, this Friday, this Friday, this coming Friday, the the thirtieth. <laughs> <laughs> Friday the thirtieth, they play at South Florida. Which, okay, South Florida is not the one that won the national championship. No, that, no, Central. Florida? Central. That was Central Florida that won national undefeated gone, national title. I've gone back and forth in this in my memory, like as I've kind of like looked at the schedule, looked ahead and I got like most of the time I go like, Oh, it's South Florida. They're okay. But then once in a while I'll go like, wait, but is that Florida that crowned themselves national champions? Uh, and I have a little bit, a little bit of a, uh, of panic, but no, it's not that one. It's, it's not that one. one that they've been an okay program though. Yeah. Well, Charlie Strong's there now. Oh, um, sure. yeah. Yeah. Him. Trying to, yeah. Trying to turn that around. So uh, that's, I mean, take it as, it will be, but I just feel bad if like we lost to a Charlie Strong led team. I would feel I would agree. I would be bad <laughs> if we lost this game. Uh, according to ESPN's FPI, which is the easiest one to find, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, we have a 69 percent chance to win the game. Nice. Uh, what is the what is what does FPI stand for, Casey? Uh, Football Power Index. Got it. ESPN's thanks, metric. thanks, ESPN. Um, yeah, thank you to them. Uh, it's Friday night, as we said, and we are 13-point favorites going into the game. So what do we expect out of this one, Marlo? What are you, what are you expecting, looking for, what have you? Well, uh, we got Cohen was named the starter for this yep. game. So what I expect is to see some sort of, I mean, any sort of jump from Cohen uh, <laughs> would be appreciated uh, going forward. So I'd like to see John, a lot of Johnson Taylor. Yeah. Uh, at least, at least very early on, feed him the ball, get the uh, offensive line going, get the ball rolling, play that Wisconsin football. One of the things I want to see is, you know, like we were talking about, South Florida, not a barrel team. They're very. I don't know if you. I did see the. I haven't you know watched a ton of South Florida, but I did watch that game. They played against uh, the who the national champions, the previous national champions, UCF, um, and there was it was just a it was. The offense was electric. I don't know. I couldn't tell if it was bad defense or the offense was really good. So what I what's in my head is that game, and is our defense up for you know some sort of challenge on their on their offensive side, um, running it up and down the field. So that's in my head. Maybe it's not. You know, maybe it's just that again that one game I saw. But can our defense 
I, you know, obviously these games I always have in my head again, like the first game, no matter who we play, unless it's the Alabama games or LSU's of the world, that we're just going to, you know, we should be shutting this team out. Um, so that's what, I, that's what I'm looking for. All right. That is, uh, I guess I don't have anything to add beyond that. I think that was a really good breakdown of, of what we'll be seeing. Last year they started 7-0 uh, and oh and then lost their next six games. Um, so once they got kind of into, including a win over over Illinois and Georgia Tech early in the season, uh, but then kind of the bottom fell out on the second half of the season. Uh, I think your comment about Cone is really interesting. Uh, I So we talked about this last week, obviously, so I don't want to get too much into uh, the weeds on it again, yeah. but uh, I've kind of talked myself into uh, it's his – he gets a chance to start, and we will – or he'll need to prove – his improvement, right, yep. over over last year, which, again, all the reports are that he looks so much better than last year. And, again, we'll see. Uh, I assume that uh, the wheels, the uh, train wheels will be off and it will be his team to go. And then I think if he doesn't do well, we're just fine to move on. And I've kind of talked to myself about yeah. that. I know that's a rosy picture. And when you're benching your starting quarterback, that's never a, a good situation. But I think the way that this has gone has allowed us to kind of be in that position to go, here's your shot, take it. If it doesn't work, we're moving on, uh, and that's where I think we're at. Uh, and when I say that, I don't think like him playing bad will necessarily result in losses. Right. That may, but I think it's not necessarily a win-loss thing. It's a how effective is he being at the quarterback position, yeah. and uh, I think the team around him is good enough um, that uh, he could play poorly and we could still win games. Or not poorly, yeah. but not up to the level we would expect. Right. Do you, do you foresee any, do you see a Mert sighting besides a possible blowout? Do you see them trading up um, series or anything of that nature? Uh, not, I don't think so. Uh, no. Maybe, again, maybe later in the season. I don't think, I don't think right away. I think there's a lot to, you know, you talked about last week about, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Mert's not knowing the system well enough. Um, yeah. it, from all accounts I read, he's catching on real quick and he's really developing well again maybe i'm just reading fluff pieces right but like yep um i i don't think they'll sprinkle him in this early i would be surprised if they did uh because if he was like a change of pace quarterback where it's like he's going to come in and like run the ball mm-hmm. or you know kind of do some different things maybe i would expect that but i i don't think early on at least uh, i would expect cohen to kind of get the reins until uh until he doesn't so, got it Okay. Uh, speaking of the team around him, uh, yeah. the uh, skill position at least is going to get a big boost in the arm with Quintus Cephas uh, being back on the team. Uh, we won't get too much into the background uh, here, Marlo, but he yeah. was uh, acquitted of uh, allegations of sexual misconduct, uh, sexual assault, I guess, uh, was the, the charge. Uh, he was acquitted of that a month or two ago and uh, has been welcomed back by the university uh, the team and has cleared the eligibility requirements through the NCAA. So he's cleared to practice, cleared to play, and, and back on the team. So uh, he was uh, a monster two years ago. And I think when we look back at last year, we can look at point to his absence as a reason why maybe we didn't, our offense didn't reach the heights that we might have expected it to. Uh, so it will be from a football standpoint and from the way the team sounds from a team standpoint, uh, a good addition back to the to the squad 
Yeah, I mean, I was when he when I got that when his tweet came out that he was eligible. I was excited. I think I mean, I when this all went down, uh, I didn't think he'd be back. Even if even after your acquittal, I thought it was something where they would wash. You, lacks better words, wash your hands clean of him. He have to go, you know, continue on his career somewhere else. Um, of that nature. So, with all that said, having him back from a football standpoint, having him back in the team, um, if he's able to get back to the level that he was at two years ago, man, he's such a weapon. And that was it's just going to hopefully will open up the field for Cohen or whoever is at quarterback <laughs> at uh, you know, later in the season. So, obviously won't be in for this game as he was reinstated on when was that thursday yeah earlier this week earlier this week sometime uh so we'll be back for this game but you know i'm i'm eyeing up him being back for that michigan game and just being that secret weapon that we use to take it over the top yeah yeah definitely be nice to have back from a football standpoint and it seems like he put him he kept himself in the situation it seemed like first of all he wanted to come back to wisconsin and he kind of put himself in a situation in which he would be able to. Uh, and that's obviously obviously what happened. So uh, with him back on the team, uh, I don't know how much this went into it, but uh, obviously with college football comes college game day, Marlo. That's and right. The college football hosts love Wisconsin, which seems counter to like everything I've read nationally about yeah. people's <laughs> expectations of the Big Ten and even the, the Big Ten West, where uh, I think most kind of publications and things have us, what, third? Uh, yeah, in the Big Ten West behind Iowa and Nebraska. Yep. Uh, but your boy Desmond Howard picked Wisconsin to win the whole thing. The whole, well, not the whole thing, the whole Big Ten. Uh, I guess we're talking about <laughs> context. And uh, Herb Street picked us at, at least to win the, the West and go to the ship, which was I, I, it's kind of surprising, I guess, because all we've heard about is how back Nebraska is and how uh, solid Iowa is, which both of those things may be true. Uh, but to have these two kind of national pundits talk up Wisconsin uh, I don't know it, it kind of reinforced all the kind of local stuff where I've been reading good things locally uh reinforce some of that yeah it's it's nice to see that in game day um but it also scares me when Herb Street likes it I feel like whenever Herb Street actually comes around to I think it's we're <laughs> going back to being the underdogs you know yeah. I always feel like we have those good times when Herb Street when Herb Street just like overlooks us yeah. uh every time it picks against us and that's that's when it's at so that's that's kind of scary but Good to be uh, on game day. When game day was on uh, on on Saturday, which I didn't realize was on until I saw tweets coming in. That's when I realized, like, do people still like? Do people still watch? Like, do people still watch game day at home on the TV? Like, I think it's a great atmosphere, live, all that good stuff. But like, do people like sit down and watch game day? Do people sit down and watch it? I don't. Yeah, think. probably not. But it's. It's I, a it's a have it on Saturday morning type thing. <laughs> yeah, it's getting you ready for the games. It was actually yeah. weird because it was still on at the normal like eight to eleven time, right? Uh, but the game yeah. wasn't until night, until, so yeah. there were no other games. So it was really weird. It's like now we're gonna throw from this to you know whatever we're gonna kill with time with for yeah. seven hours until the actual football game starts. So that was that was a bit weird. Uh, but I can't imagine that people sit down and a majority of people sit down and watch that thing you know start to finish right yeah maybe if you're maybe if it's your team that you're on and like the fluff piece is on your team yeah yeah uh, maybe maybe you dial in but i think it's just still even if you're just putzing around the house doing things around the house you have it on the tv it's the background noise it's you know you, you check in and you see who 
you know, what hat right. Corso puts on that kind of thing. But like, I don't think you're you're dialed in for three yeah. hours or whatever it is. Plus, you got, <laughs> plus you got the EPL to watch too. So oh yeah, I'm sure, obviously. I'm sure most college sports fans are also obviously. Well, I think yeah, the fact that it's ballooned to like a three hour thing, I, I, I feel like I'm gonna go to I'm gonna be the old man taken back in my day when it was only an hour right before kickoff, and it was it was. Yeah, it used to be. It used to be only an hour, and they stretched it out to an hour before on ESPN two, rolling into ESPN one, and yeah, now it's just forever. Um, I think, and, and it was also a time where you, you could own. I mean, that's where that's where you got your information. That's where you got yeah. the highlights. That's where you got you know the the expert picks, uh, whatnot. But you can get that anywhere now. So I, that's why I was wondering, like, d- what kind of content are they really bringing that you can't get anywhere else besides Corso putting on the. Uh, Putting on the mascot at the end, which is still still much watch TV. Yeah, I will so say great. that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's more like the narratives, the narratives of the game that they're at. You know, you pick a yeah. quarterback or or even an off the field story, not yeah, an off the field story, uh, something that you could pique your interest and kind of get you interested in that in that later game and some other games around uh, ESPN throughout the day. Uh, definitely just selling that, but yeah, I I can't say I've ever watched full three hours of that. You know, just <laughs> jumping in, uh, yeah. so. Elsewhere in week one, Marlo, uh, obviously, uh, we got Wisconsin on Friday, but there are games Thursday through Monday. Yes. Uh, so this is kind of college football's uh, week to have uh, ESPN on lock, you know, no uh, NFL to distract us, at least for this week. So uh, Thursday, really, I didn't see anything that jumped off the schedule to me, Marlo. It just seemed like a poo-poo platter of games. Uh, <laughs> what, no, Utah-BYU doesn't sing to you? I mean, it's a good matchup. <laughs> Good. That'll, that'll be interesting. Uh, it's kind of late, though. It's going to be kind of late, isn't it? It is. It's a 9-15 kickoff. Say, yeah, 9-15 yeah. kickoff. Oof, that's going to be tough. Uh, <laughs> but nothing that really jumped off the page to me. I'm sure I'll be watching, um, and it's better than you know a Mac game that's on then, but uh, nothing nothing there. Friday, obviously, we have the Badger game. We talked about that already. Saturday, yeah. and I think this is the matchup of the weekend. It's Oregon versus Auburn, uh, both ranked in uh, what the 11 to 15 range there. Yeah, uh, Oregon's 11, Oregon, Oregon. How do you say it? Oregon, Oregon. I don't know. I probably said it both ways already. Uh, <laughs> Oregon's 11, Auburn 16. How, how do I say it now? Now I'm inside my own head. I don't even know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, Oregon. Oregon. I think I normally say Oregon. Okay, we'll go with Oregon. Is that? I, Oregon. I think, I feel like every time I say it one way, I get corrected the other. So Interesting. I go back and forth. Hmm. The Ducks versus the Tigers. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, and this is yeah. So this is a two top top ranked teams, and it feels like there's more at stake to this, at least for uh, the Ducks, uh, as they are kind of representing the Pac-12 here, right? And the Pac-12 yep. has had quite a poor run uh, in, I guess, both football and basketball. But let's focus on the football here. Uh, quite a poor run the past few years, and this is, I think, the Pac-12 fans are going to be looking at this and going. This is a chance for us to change that narrative, beating an Auburn team, which is highly ranked. But God, I feel like you never know with Auburn. I feel like they're always ranked around this middle of the teens, and then either they have a good year and they catapult up into the top five, or they suck and they're out of the top twenty-five. I don't feel like there's an in between for Auburn. Uh, I could be wrong, but that's just my memory of them. Uh, but I think that it's going to mean more to Oregon to uh in this game we'll see if that gets a result but that's kind of the key matchup of the week 
Um, and then Sunday, we got Houston against Oklahoma. And then Monday, uh, Notre Dame uh, at Louisville, who Notre Dame's like a 20-point favorite. Apparently, Louisville is just awful. Um, yeah. So I think those are just you're going to tune in. I'm going to tune in to go. How how does Oklahoma and Notre Dame look? Do they look for real this year? Uh, yeah. Are they for real? Uh, Jalen. Yeah, Oklahoma with Jalen Hurts. How is he going to yeah. fit in with that with that transfer? Notre yeah. Dame was quote unquote back last year. Are they going to stay yeah. back? Um, yeah, Louisville's just garbage. Back so I mean, like, I honestly, like, if Notre Dame doesn't blow out Louisville by like forty, they're just they're not back. Um, yeah, going like into week one as far as like the Big Ten's concerned. I think you, I kind of this is what I do every year. The first week, you kind of scroll up. It looks like most people have cupcakes minus the Northwestern who has Stanford. Oh, good one, yeah. Yeah, should be a good one. Um, but kind of looking at that team, who's going to be that big team? Hopefully, knocking one won't be the Badgers that kind of fall off that fall that first week to make everything look bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at you, Illinois. Illinois yeah. versus Akron, uh, Ooh, eleven yeah, o'clock game. No at, yeah, Max School. There's always a Mac school that upsets a Big Ten school in Week One. Yeah. I'm looking at that game. Yeah, that'd be. I could I could see that being the case. Um, your boy Lovey Smith still there? Yeah, still with the beard too. Interesting. Yeah. Um, right, Akron's Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's worrisome. Uh, didn't it, uh, Northwestern beat Stanford when Stanford had like a really good team and that like essentially yeah. kept him from. Playoff? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was the last time. This game's yeah, this game's at Stanford. So whatever they play, it wasn't last year, maybe the year before when Stanford came to Northwestern, which they and it was. I mean, probably should have called that one. It was Stanford Northwestern, eleven o'clock kickoff at Northwestern. Yeah, yeah, that's a trap. Tra- trap that's game. a trap. <laughs> Week one trap game. Week one trap. <laughs> All right, uh, that's college football. Marlon. Anything else in uh, college football for you? Uh no, I think that's I think man we we covered it. I yeah. think we we got it. We got we got yeah we got most of it. All right, well let's stay on campus a little bit longer. It is a continuation of schedule release season. Uh, Wisconsin basketball has announced its schedule. Uh, you can find it on the internet, but I just wanted to walk through uh, a relatively well at least if I only list the tough games a relatively tough <laughs> non conference schedule. Uh, Badgers will be hosting St Mary's on November fifth. Hosting Marquette on November 17th at NC State, which I presume is part of the ACC Big Ten Challenge, uh, on December 4th and at Tennessee around Christmas time on December 28th. So some tough yeah. out-of-conference schedules, and then we get into uh, the regular conference uh, highlights. Uh, as you pointed out before, uh, we recorded Marlowe. It opens and ends against Indiana, and then a home game. I think if I had to circle one home game, it's the... Uh, February first game against Michigan State. So get these on your calendars. We'll probably, yep. we're definitely almost going to go to all those, Marlo. Yeah, most uh, of them. Yeah, even the way ones, we're almost going to go to them. Uh, yeah, for sure. Weird thing, Tennessee. Marquette, at Tennessee, I hear it's beautiful around uh, Christmas, New Year's time. Uh, I need to check that out. Uh, Marquette's a little earlier this year. They're usually, I, I feel like it's usually the first or second weekend in December. Yeah. But now it's moved yeah. up to uh, middle of November. Yeah, uh, oh, man. Use yeah, you, yeah. I think it's. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I go back and forth. Um, I guess we could get stats department get on that. Um, yeah, but the uh, early game. It's always nice to have some of these early ones before Big Ten play. Yeah. Um, you know, as obviously it's in the middle. We're still kind of in the. We are in the middle of football season. 
um, at that time, but to have a couple, just a couple nice little games to look forward to is, is pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, elsewhere on campus, Marlo, uh, I just saw that the women's uh, soccer team, first of all, they're ranked 16th, so that's exciting. Yep. Uh, they played, they're on a uh, Florida trip themselves. They played at UCF winning 1-0, and then today played uh, at Florida State, losing zero. Florida State's ranked number one in the country, uh, and Wisconsin uh, lost 0-1 in overtime, so pushed the number one team to overtime. Uh, to fall in the end, but it seems like a strong start might have a strong season for the women's team if this is any indication. Next game is uh, Thursday against Marquette, uh, so we'll have to check back in and see how they do in that because it's always good to beat Marquette uh, in anything. So there we go. Uh, that's all I have for on campus. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention um, oh. when we talked about Cephas, uh, about yeah. the time it was tweeted out that, or at least it was making its round in my Twitter feed, yes. that he, he was back. There was a power outage on uh, the UW campus. Couldn't, the power grid couldn't even handle the excitement, Marlo. Could not handle That's it. That's the level not a coincidence. Uh, of excitement that was going around campus. Yeah. Um, power was quickly restored. I think it was a generator thing. Not, <laughs> not important. Uh, ooh. UW Madison Twitter was all over it. So. Yeah. Uh, ooh, also on campus. The statue's gone. Oh, yeah. Statue's gone. <laughs> Statue's um, gone. The I don't know. It's a it's a sad day. Sad but fitting. <laughs> sad but fitting. I right, we because uh, we, <laughs> we remember it fondly when it went yeah. up. For lack of better words, yeah. um, the the magical what, pile of footballs that yeah. was could be mistaken for something else. Yeah, um, it was uh, a very. Uh, Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I was gonna say a, a term that I think is benign, but in this context, you know, sounds dirty. But then I yeah. couldn't remember if I was actually gonna be saying the dirty word or the benign word. So I decided. <laughs> I decided. I, <laughs> just, just stay clear of it. Phallic is phallic. Phallic is that, is that bad? Yeah, no, that's that not bad. bad. We'll no. go with phallic. It was a very, very phallic statue. Uh, has been yeah. removed. It was removed this week. Uh, there were tears. Tears were shed, uh, but apparently they're they're adding on. And it's going to be a beautiful park there, anyways. But oh, okay, yeah. is there going to be a statue? No, no statue. <laughs> Can Barry Alvarez make his own statue? Yeah, well, he already has one. He's going to make a bigger one. He already has one. Yeah, he already has a statue over oh, the other right. side. Yeah, yeah. That was the so. big joke when the the phallic level went up. <laughs> that was I Barry forgot Alvarez. he had the the other one. Yeah. Anyway, nice little park. That'll be nice. Yeah. Less jokes, will, less, less jokes will come of it, but okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Where it's, yeah, it was a good. It was a good run. It was a good run. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. On to the big leagues, Marlo NFL. Uh, I guess let's just go look back to last week and uh, the Packers Raiders had quite the preseason game, or maybe lack thereof. Uh, last week, uh, the two teams traveled up to Winnipeg, Canada, uh, to play on. What well, could only be described as a disaster of a field and a disaster of a situation, really. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know how keyed into this you were, Marlo, but I'll, I'll give you a little little background. Uh, they came out to play. The field was in terrible condition. They realized that oh, there are holes in the middle of the ground because in Canadian football, the field, uh, the goalposts are like in the middle of the field. Are in front so they of ended the up end playing zone. an eighty-yard field, just putting the end zone at the back of where the goalpost would be and then up 
whatever, 10 yards or whatever it is. So I turn on the game, and they're moving around the yard markers. And I was like, yeah. they didn't think about this beforehand? <laughs> so because that was my... That was my thought. Like, why did it take until almost kickoff to, like, realize, oh, yeah. this is going to be a thing? This part of the field is unplayable, let alone the rest of the field that is borderline unplayable. Um, because of that, neither of the teams played any of their starters. And this is, you know, preseason week three, so you're like, okay. It's I supposed to be turn, the dress rehearsal. I can turn this on, and I'm Aaron yeah. Rodgers is actually going to, like, do a drive and then sit out. But still, he's going to probably be in there for a little bit. Uh, you know, other starters and, and whatnot. But literally, the Packers had everybody, um, which you kind of think, like, I know you need to evaluate the talent that is not your starters. But, like, to then just be like, I don't really care if you get hurt, that's kind of a weird situation to be in. Um, but I, I guess I take comfort in the fact that this was either the Raiders' fault or the entire country of Canada's fault. <laughs> and... In no way was it the Packers' fault. So I'm like, you guys messed this up, not the Packers. And I, I'm fine with it. <laughs> the Packers have a history of like coming on coming on the bad fields. Was it, uh, was it three years ago or so they couldn't play the Hall of Fame game because the field was bad? Yeah. That was the, the Packers were there. Um, but yeah, I am interested. This, this is going to be a... I'm interested to see the behind the scenes of this on Hard Knocks yeah. and see if they oh, get into right. that. Uh, you know, what the hell happened to the field? Uh, beforehand thing and see it's what like, John it's like a football field like their yeah. team plays there yeah so like you would think the ground would be like one that people would actually play football on yeah and then so there's that aspect of it there's that they had to shorten the field aspect of it, and they didn't think that through and like nobody thought about this like the day before even an hour before the game it seemed like they just no. kind of realized like oh crap we don't know how to do this so it's so bizarre <laughs> but Marlo, counter take counter take was this a good thing? Oh, look, how is this was, a good thing? It was it was a twenty two twenty one preseason game. As far as preseason games I've seen, that's pretty high scoring. Why are we playing on hundred yard fields? Ooh. Why aren't we playing on eighty yard fields? Oh, who had decided? What we decided a hundred years ago when the Packers were playing the Bears for the first time that hundred yards was good. <laughs> Maybe the NFL needs more scoring. <laughs> Maybe oh, wow, eighty yard field. Oh, you're talking. You're talking. All you're talking. Permanent eighty-yard field, not just preseason. You don't have punts anymore. You can just kick field goals everywhere. That's probably not true on an eight-yard field, but nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. It interesting. Was interesting. It probably makes it more like uh, arena football and stuff. Not yeah. Not a great take. Not a great take. I thought I'd try it out. Uh, but on an actual plus side, I think that this ridiculousness. Um, was kind of might be one of the final nails in the coffin of preseason. I think this has kind of been a across the uh, NFL um, situation going on where preseason is less and less important and the established players play less and less. Um, it seems pointless now. I don't think we're actually learning anything from the preseason. I'm sure you know the tal- talent evaluators on the team are learning something but it it's a bad sight like it's not good football uh not that it ever was but it was at least interesting that you'd go and watch and be like hey i wonder who the backup inside linebacker for the packers is going to be i'm going to watch this game and see how that goes but that's not even happening anymore um and outside of like the i i saw a rams uh, rams excuse me uh redskins preseason game and there was like five thousand people there yeah 
it was embarrassing. And I know the Packers up here, they sell out because tickets are so hard and you can actually take your family, you can afford to take your family to a preseason game. So there's a whole thing to that. But like in less, let's say, just say interested markets, they're not selling these things out. They're, it looks ridiculous. And I think that this uh, disaster up in Canada is kind of like a, why are we even really doing this anymore? Yeah, I can see this. I think uh, it, it's, they, you've been talking about dwindling down the preseason, maybe two games for you know a couple of years now, but then obviously we need to trade that with two more regular season games. Um, but then it's all then the owners and the players have to go back and forth about how we're going to get paid, how we're going to be, you know, uh, how are going to be compensated for these extra two games, and and so on and so forth. So I get what you're saying. I just don't know if it's going to happen anytime in the near future. But like, what are the what is the compensation need to be? Like, is it? I mean, it can't be. Gate sales can't be that much, right? Like, so you give up one. Your team gives up one. If you get get rid of two, let's say you get rid of a home and you get rid of away, your team gives up one gate. Does like the TV contract stipulate that you have to play preseason games? That would be the big money thing. Right? That's true. Yeah, I'm not sure there. But like. I can't imagine people are watching these darn things. Most of them are on the NFL Network anyway. I can't imagine that they're getting ratings. I mean, here here in Wisconsin, you know, we got the Packers on WTMJ, so it's like it's on local TV. Yeah, they most see, of them are local. Yeah, they would miss out, but like that's different than like CBS and Fox, who have the big TV contracts. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't think TV would be much of an issue. And then if the money you're talking about is just the gate for that game, that's not that much in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I'm more talking. I think it's going to be a more of a nightmare on the players' side, if because if I get what you're saying, you want to give up a preseason, but then not add a regular season. So we're just yeah. giving up. We're just giving up yeah, a game. I see what up, you're saying. I see when, what you're saying. When, when you give up preseason, how much are financially yeah. are you really right. giving up? Right, right, yeah. If I don't you know. add a, if you add a, re- a regular season game, I presume then you kind of be like, hey, CBS, like you're getting a whole nother week of this, like you right. Should, pay us more whereas if cbs because I, I like i said i don't think cbs has those contracts i think it's the the preseason games right yeah low. they don't care yeah and then it's locally produced um, yeah so it's true. I, I think it's just that one gate and i i guess you know selling out lambeau field is you know probably a lot of money and just that i'm poo-pooing it is you know, <laughs> it might sound ridiculous but like in the yeah. scheme of what the well yeah, I am with you. I mean, did anything to get real football started sooner? Sign me up. I'm whatever I need to do. Let me know, and right. I'll we'll work through it. All right, excellent, excellent. We did it. Um, all right. Uh, on to we talk about the Bears preseason game because that no. that got interesting. You didn't put it into the thing. You didn't put it into the. Well, it ties in. It ties in. It ties into this next thing. I didn't very clearly. All right, Bears. Bears preseason game. It happened. Marlon, tell, tell me what happened. I'll tell you what happened. We played the Colts. No. <laughs> we did. How about that? Yeah. yeah. We played the Colts. Um, hey, 58-yard field goal. Not yeah. 58. 52. Something. 50-something. Right. Was it by Carly Lloyd? Did you see her make that field goal? No, it wasn't by Carly Lloyd. But, she made a 55-yarder. Uh, I don't think she had yeah. pads on. Yeah, no pads. No line. Whatever. So, yeah, again, story. Field goals were made. Okay. Uh, intercepts were made. But not from 43 yards. Not from forty three, from beyond forty three. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the announcer. I don't. I don't think it was a national one, but I think it was a local. I saw. Uh, yeah, I saw the clip, and it was like hit the other floor. And uh, the expression was, "They are dancing on Rush Street right now," after that field goal made. Yeah, is that a place? 
<laughs> it's a street, Rush Street. It's a street? Casey, Casey, I've been with you on Rush Street. You've been there. Okay, um, sure. <laughs> anyways. Um, That's probably Nancy. Not in the street, though. Yeah, no, probably not. Um, anyways, that wasn't, I mean, that was the highlight of the game, but the most interesting thing from that game happened, Casey. Yeah. And that was Andrew Luck decided to retire in the middle yeah. of the game. In the game. In the game. Uh yeah, very strange. I think this <clears throat> this was one of those wow moments. Like I I just did not see this coming. And not only did I not see it coming, I think like people like, you know, who do this more for a living, like were surprised by it. Who were like plugged yeah. in to the teams to uh the NFL did not see this coming. It was uh very surprising. Uh and I guess since news has come out and there's kind of been like We've been able to digest it. It kind of makes sense. But, like, in the moment, it was just shocking. In the moment, it was crazy. I th- uh, yeah, I think yeah, it, <laughs> I can't, when it came, yeah, when it came across the wire and Andrew Luck is there. Well, is it, and this is totally 2019, right? Yeah. Andrew, the story is that Andrew Luck had talked to whoever, uh, on the the Colts to let him know that he will be retiring. That got leaked out mid game. And of course it's, you know, everyone, this is all the alerts are hopping on everyone's phone and they're starting to do it. And like inside the stadium, people are getting this news while luck is still there. Um, and they did not receive it very well. The fans in Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the fans in Indianapolis ended up booing, uh, which let's be fair, not a great look. Nope. Um, and there was a immediate, immediate and swift backlash yeah. to the booing from from the media, from other players about uh, fans, the fans booing. And I don't know. One, they're probably wrong. Like, <laughs> especially as like, I can only imagine in the moment. In the moment, you're, you're in tough. at the game. He's. Probably he's on the side. He's at the stadium, right? And yeah. You probably have seen him on the sideline during the game. Yep. Um, I'm just trying to put myself in that situation, and I have this, you know, franchise quarterback who I've been, you know, supporting for however many years, and then all of a sudden, hopeful my, season, hopeful season. Yeah, they're they're talking themselves into we can compete, you know, for a playoff spot, a Super Bowl, uh, and then all of a sudden news comes he's retiring, and you got to be like, what? I don't. I, I don't get this. Uh, and there's a lot of like the basic reaction from players in the media was like, you don't know what we put our bodies through. Uh, you don't know how hard it is for us. Uh, so what position are you as a fan to kind of tell us what we should or should do? Or You know, that sort yeah. of thing. It's like, yep. because we care so much, <laughs> You are able to be compensated so much so you can do this. It's not like a one-way thing. You're not doing this. Football players aren't doing this for our benefit, right? It's a mutual thing. We're caring. We're giving you our money. Not directly, but, you know, whatever. You know, yeah. Where our eyeballs are on you because you're doing this thing and you're trying really hard to do that thing. And we really, really appreciate that you try so hard right. for our teams. Right. Uh, and when, again, I just, yes, you shouldn't boo somebody for being hurt. You should boo some, somebody for um, 
not wanting to go through a rehab. But from a fan standpoint, they were not telling the fans that Andrew Luck was seriously hurt. Like, he was injured. He's been injured for four years. But, like, the idea was, like, he's going to play week one. Yes. Yep. And that like, was. As a fan, you're like, we're being told this. And then all of a sudden he retires because he's hurt. Like, what do you mean? He has these injuries that you've been kind of like sh- pushing off to the side and telling us aren't that important. <sighs> Booing wasn't right. But, like, I can see a Colts fan being frustrated with the situation, the timing of the situation of it leaking during a game, the yep. timing right before the season starting. Um, I can see why that would be frustrating for a fan. That said, Andrew Luck has every right to decide if and when he wants to play football. And if he, you know, going through the injuries that he has, I mean, he's played in only like 75% of the games that he's been, um, since he's been in the NFL, he's had these nagging injuries. And if he doesn't want to go through that to play football, understanding that is a physical sport, fine. I understand that. It's his choice. But we both can have emotions. We both can have feelings. Booing's not right, but fans can have a right to feel disappointed and frustrated. Well, well said, Casey. I think it goes that you can't have it both ways, right? You can't be, we can't have fans, uh, want the fans to worship you and be bowing at your feet when you're doing great. But then when something goes the other way to just to not have uh, an equal emotional reaction uh, to that as well. Um, so people who are complaining about fantasy things or like that kind of stuff, get out of yeah, here. That's yeah, ridiculous. That's You're, oh, I drafted him in my fantasy league. Who cares? Get out of here. <laughs> you, you'll you'll pick up Kirk Cousins. You'll be just fine. Like, <laughs> relax. But like NFL fans of a team, it's like this is my fandom. I've lived this my entire life. You can be disappointed and frustrated. And I think disappointed and frustrated is a good way to kind of explain Andrew Luck's career. Yes. Right, because he came yes. in, he was the surefire pick that we're so sure this guy's going to be great that we're willing to move on from Peyton Manning, a top five quarterback in NFL history, and the best one in our uh, best one in our history. Johnny Unitas was there. I, don't know, I, have, to, I have to go to uh, my dad on that one. Yep. Uh, get his opinion um, since he still calls him Baltimore Colts. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Go back to that, but one of one of the five best. I guess he's probably better than Johnny Unitas. I just wanted to throw that out there, uh, like I knew, like I remember the days. Um, but it's got it's a weird legacy. Like I mentioned, he missed about seventy five percent of his games. Uh, or excuse me, played in about seventy five percent of the game, so missed about twenty five percent. Had some really bad injury luck, obviously. Uh, had all this promise, but when I think back of his career, what are the defining Andrew Luck moments? I can. I have one. I thought of one, and then I started to research, yeah. and I have one. Go for it. In his what is the one? Se- his second season, he won that crazy comeback game against the Chiefs. They were down like 28 in the second half and uh, came back, and the Colts won that game, and then I think they lost the next round to the Patriots or something. But like it was like Andrew Luck is here game, and you can't win a playoff game with Alex Smith. Like That's what we learned in that <laughs> game. And that was his second season, so that was like yes, was 2014. Yeah. yeah. And beyond that, I don't I don't remember in, in Andrew Luck moment. I know he had some like game winning drives and things, but like obviously there wasn't a Super Bowl. Obviously, was there even an AFC Championship game? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, but no. that's that's it. He's he's been he's, he's been really good if he can stay healthy, and yeah. just hasn't stayed healthy. Right. Or he's been the other reasons. 
He's the consummate, all right, if we put this all together, the Colts are going to be good guy, right? Like, he's not... He, it's so hard, yeah, because with the injuries and, and with kind of what was going around in Indianapolis, it was so hard. It's so hard to place it because, like you said, he didn't have moments. He wasn't a bad quarterback, but he wasn't, was he, I guess, was he that great quarterback um, that a lot of people are coming to bat for him you know, saying that, you know, with this early retirement, it's, it's, it's really, uh, I mean, it's a shocking retirement, but it's like they're putting him on a mantle of, of people that I don't, I don't necessarily agree that, you know, yeah. he should be up, be up there with. Yeah. Uh, so you're talking about, I, I guess this is an Ed Warner tweet that we're, we're referencing, right, Marlo? Yeah. Uh, other, he says, hashtag NFL luminaries who retired while still relatively young. Andrew Luck, 29. Jim Brown, 30. Barry Sanders, 30. Calvin Johnson, 30. I think all those other guys are Hall of Famers. Yes. I'm not I'm not sure Andrew Luck's a Hall of Famer. No way. No. I can't. How could you? How could you? would you? have to build in so, so much... Of what he did, like you're assuming things that he would have done if he wasn't hurt. I think yeah. into that um, all time great guy to get, to get there. Yeah, you know, I always wanted, I always wanted him to be healthy. It was yeah. the the league was more fun when Andrew Luck was playing football and healthy. Yeah. Um, and if you go and listen to his press conference, it's really tough to listen to. Like you can clearly tell it was a tough decision for him and the emotion. I think that was kind of thrown into the whole like. The backlash against the fans is like, look, this was really hard on this guy, uh, a hard decision for him, um, and it's, it's it is a tough watch. You can tell he's emotional, and it means a lot to him. Um, but Indianapolis Colts are giving him a, a nice little, uh, I guess, retirement gift would we call it? <laughs> yeah, a nice little here's some uh, here's some spending cash for you on the way out. Uh, they met and had negotiations. Which I would love to be a fly on the wall in these negotiations, and they told him that he could just keep the remainder uh twenty five million on his uh, contract. So there's it's it's like there he has thirty two million dollars left, and the uh, Colts could have recouped about twenty five million of it with paying Andrew Luck only thirteen million. Uh, instead, they said, no, no, you keep it. Which I guess what if they said that like what what do you think the counter was? <laughs> Comes in with his lawyers, you know, ready to have this like stare down like negotiation, and they're like, "You just keep it all." And it's like, okay, where do I sign? Thank you for your time. Um, yeah, weird conversation. Weird. I get so uh, Irsay said like essentially like he's giving up half a billion dollars by not playing football or not trying to play football. So we thought we'd just give him 25 minutes. It's, it's kind of weird. That's so nice. That's so nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Very um, nice. Jim Irsay, if you're listening, I'm, I'm also <laughs> no longer playing football, <laughs> giving up a possible half billion dollars. Yeah. Um, I'll just take $2 million. It's cool. Let me know. I can give you... I think I have the Cash App. <laughs> I think I have that. I had to get that for a fantasy, uh, fantasy football thing. If it's a different app, it's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll talk. If it's twenty five million, I'll probably download it a different app. But let me know, Jim, or say I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm interested in not playing football any longer. All right, that's all I got. That's my <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> End of my riff. End of the All right. Um, should we should we read uh, should we read Andrew Luck's oh. uh, retirement? Uh, his little retirement note. Yes, uh, that's, uh, Captain Andrew Lux. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. Ugh. 
Captain Andrew Luck says, uh, Dearest Mother, the quill has never felt more heavy. I have made the decision to holster my sidearm permanently. I shall battle no more. The decision is difficult, but as the hogs taught me, I must be true to myself. I'm coming home to take care of you and the farm. Andrew. I love it. Very it, emotional. Insert like taps or something playing that. That's probably a little <laughs> bit much. But like some sort of patriotic music in the background. Uh, man, Marlon, this could mean the end. The end of that oh, account? What a, what a hit for this account, um, which is one of the, my greatest follows on Twitter. And uh, Blake Bortles Facts also, you know, a hit with uh, Blake Bortles being a backup. Although that Ooh. account will probably still be fine. Yeah. Because uh, it's mostly just... Poking fun at it's not making fun of, but poking fun at or having fun with uh Blake Bortles. Um, but that will probably still continue as he's a backup. Uh, so there you go, great. God, Captain Andrew Luck, fantastic. <laughs> Good luck to you, sir. Back on the luck. farm, <laughs> lessons from the hogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right. Uh, other lessons we're gonna hand out, Marlo. XFL yes. logos came out. Other football, it's coming in 2020. 2020, February. I remember hearing that and being like, "God, that's forever away," and <laughs> it's a short football season away from us now. Uh, they announced their, uh, I guess, eight teams. Uh, they have eight teams. One player we talked about him last week. <laughs> <laughs> although, although uh, <laughs> connecting the dots, you know, Andrew Luck's dad is running the XFL. Oh yeah. Uh, is, they just said he's retiring from the NFL. Yeah. Never said he wouldn't be an XFL player. So That's, that is very interesting conspiracy, Marlow. I like it. <laughs> uh, I think if he went and played for the XFL, the uh, Jim Rose would be like, "Give me that twenty-five million dollars." <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. So we have the logos, and uh, I guess I didn't know the teams. Until now, maybe nobody did, but I didn't know the teams until now. So we have uh, St. Louis Battle, Battle Hawks, Tampa Bay Vipers, New York Guardians, Seattle Dragons, LA Wildcats, DC Defenders, Houston Roughnecks, Marlon, and of course the Dallas Renegades. All right, go on the internet, look up what they look like, Marlon. What? Give me one you like, one you don't like. All of right. The, of the logo, team name, the combination, lo- uh, you think? Well, I. Okay, so names, LA Wildcats. It just that's so middle school, high school mascot. Mm-hmm. I feel like Wildcats. It has to end. You, it has to end at like high school. It's all it can go. Can't go past that. Um, and their logo sucks too. On top of it, so yeah. that's a, that's a combo. That's a combo. The DC Defenders. Their logo. It kind of looks like it would be a logo uh, for MLS team. Oh come I would on! Say. <laughs> just, steal my takes, Marlon. Damn it! <laughs> I didn't know. No idea. No idea. Um, yeah, but I'll go with the, I like the Dallas Renegades. Those are the two you could throw out and you stole two of my I'm always <laughs> right. Go ahead. That's, I'll stop talking now. No, Maybe we, <laughs> stealing everything. If you, talk, if you talk about two more, then I'll just do the other half. No, it's cool. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> what about the Dallas Renegades? You're gonna, did you, you like the Dallas Renegades. I like Dallas know. Renegades. Houston Rednecks, I, Houston just they can't get over the oh, Oilers. They're, rough, they're the Roughnecks. I'm sorry, the Roughnecks that I said Rednecks. <laughs> I bet. Houston, <laughs> Houston Roughnecks can't get away from the Oilers. Houston, no, yep. they just they just have to have some sort of Oiler logo on there. So this was their chance to get back. All right. So you like the Dallas one, though? If you had to pick I do one, like the Dallas one. Renegades. I'll get, if I had to pick just one, I'd go with Dallas. Yes, the Renegades. Okay. Dallas Renegades. Okay. 
They got a cool little uh, outlaw outlaw look. All right. Well, I'll take the top half. We got the St. Louis Battlehawks, Tampa Bay Vipers, New York Guardians, and Seattle Dragons. First of all, Dragons, awesome. Dragons are awesome. I'm in on Dragons anytime. Uh, New York Guardians, I kind of like the whole thing. I feel like they're just going to be silver and black, though, and I'll have to see that whole color uniform. Tampa Bay Vipers, terrible. Um, I'm going to go with uh, – I like – the St. Louis Battlehawks. It seems like they just took a sword. We got uh, the Battlehawks. Let's get a sword and wings. How we, how will we combine them? Just put them together. It looks great. I love it. They're good. It looks like they're gonna be blue and silver. Um, St. Louis has a team again. I'm yeah. interested in like so. I've been thinking about this as we've seen leagues start and fold. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Like where where you put football teams? Like I remember. I kind of think back to like when MLS started, and if, you know you have like your New Yorks and your LAs, but you also had like other cities that don't have kind of the four sports. So you have mm-hmm. like your your Kansas Cities and your Orlando's and and, and things like that that are yep. uh, Columbus um, c- cities that don't have all four of the teams. So do you go where they're already? You know the four sports teams because those are the bigger cities, or do you try to be like? Um, a different One show of in town. Teams yeah. in in a a smaller market, uh, and it seems like they kind of, at least for this, it's all teams that already have NFL teams, but St. Louis and St. Yeah. Louis had, obviously had had the Rams a little bit ago. So it's interesting because uh, kind of in the back of my head, I've I like the idea, and I guess the AAF tried to do this right with like Birmingham, but then then you have Alabama, and that's a whole other thing. Um, they tried to go with some. In market and out in big markets, out of big markets, but the XFL is kind of all big market with St. Louis. Uh, so it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, but it was just a, an interesting thought I had uh, as far as uh, trying to do that. Like you look at uh, Madison FC in Madison, how popular they are because they're, yeah. they're well, they're not like MLS. Like they're selling out uh, their four thousand five hundred uh, person stadium every game because they're. Outside of the Wisconsin Badgers, the only show in town. Right. Right. Yeah. So they get they get a lot of interest, and they're like the last couple of weeks have been leading their league in attendance over you know larger market um, larger market teams. So anyway, just an interesting sidebar there. Um, there you go. All right. So amongst as we kind of look at these Marlowe and I know we've had kind of side conversations making fun of these. Um, logos and the team names and things and now that i see it roughnecks looks way too much like rednecks uh, <laughs> that's not great um i feel like anytime you introduce a new team or change your color scheme you're in a lose-lose situation especially in the twitter era like everybody's just gonna pick it apart uh, there's no way you can make a good choice and i feel like we're almost like we're at a weird state like where you can't do anything mundane because yeah. it's just lame and you know that's not going to catch on and catch people's interest but if you do things like the dragons it seems like it doesn't like so that's like the wildcats like they're the mundane ones it's like this is so boring why would you pick the wildcats on the other side it's the dragons (laughs) well that seems ridiculous to have a football team called the dragons that's like in a movie that's like in any given sunday they were the a team like that so i think they're in loser situations i just think like what if nfl teams came out now and were like all right guys we got a new NFL team. They're going to be in Green Bay. <laughs> yeah. They have a great history of packing. They have a great packing industry there at the time. We're going to call them the Green Bay Packers. Great idea, boss. What's the logo going to be? It's just going to be a G. 
<laughs> it's just it's just gonna be like a white G, and that's it. There you go. Bears. All right. Chicago Bears. Bears, great. That's a fierce animal. That seems like a good thing to name a, a team after. It sounds scary. All right. What's the logo going to be? It's just going to be a C for Chicago. It's going to be orange. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. That's yeah. it. All right. Send it Send it out on Twitter. See how that how that rates. All right. And then last one. All right. Mm-mm. We got a team in Cleveland. We're going to name them the Browns. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm sure there's a reason why they're called the Browns. I don't know it. What color are they going to be? They're going to be orange. <laughs> Makes total sense. Send it out. Put it out there. They would get hammered on Twitter. Like, people would make fun of this so much. But that's, like, in our minds, I guess, the standard. <laughs> G, the C, and then just orange helmets for the Browns. Fantastic. That's all I had. I don't know. That might be funny. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Sounded funny in my head. No, it was good. It was a good breakdown of how we XFL get to logos. New York yeah. Giants. It's just an N and a Y. It's so boring. <laughs> the New York Football Giants. What is this going on? All right. They just have. I don't know. I think we set, we have these expectations that they need to be really cool, and then the actual teams we root for and the actual gear we wear is yeah. not cool at all. Not at all. Just tradition. You know, yeah, yeah, and you can't change. I mean, and then uh, especially when traditional teams change something, oh, it gets crazy. It's so crazy. Well, the Jets put like a little fast stripe in their thing, yeah. and everybody freaked out. <laughs> freaked out. Yeah, I don't know if people so. freaked out, but they laughed. <laughs> it's gonna make them look faster, right? All right. Anything else on XFL logos? Any news no. coming out of there? I don't think they've signed another player yet. I think. <laughs> so. We'll be on the lookout. We'll be on the lookout for next player. Yeah. Next signing player. All right, Major All right. League Baseball. Marlow, the Brewers. Yeah. Up and down. Another up and down week. Getting swept by the Cardinals, then salvaging uh the week by winning two out of three against the Diamondbacks. And it this year, it's just, I don't want to get I'm not gonna get into too much of this, Marlow, too much stats of it or anything, but like it seems like anytime I'm ready to give up on the team, they win two series in a row. And then yeah. anytime I'm feeling great, like, here we go, we've turned the corner, they get swept. It's just, like, up and down all season. And I th- I think if you took any Brewers year mm, in the last five, you would have been like, what a great year. We're a couple games over 500. Obviously not last year, but the five years before that, let's say. We're over 500. Like, wow, we're competing. This is amazing. But, like, coming off of last year and the expectations. I think it's just frustrating because the expectations that we had, and and that's what we talked about uh, with Wisconsin football last year. And now I'm living this in baseball. So it's great. Every every, uh, week we go out and I feel great coming into the podcast because we just (laughs) had a great week or I feel like I'm giving up on baseball because uh, they've had a bad week. So I suppose we'll continue in that. Uh, How did you like uh, Players Day weekend uniforms? Ooh, yeah. Once you saw them on the field. Once I saw them on the field, I was like, you guys should probably just take these things right off the field because I don't know what's going on. I had no idea what was going on. I feel like, again, I I think I said before, like it didn't seem that strange for the White Sox because it's kind of their colors. Yeah. Um, But like watching every time you flip a game or a game highlights would come on, it was the same combination. Oh, yeah, it probably did. It was like, what? This sucks. I I hate this. Yeah. So... 
I will give them that the accessories definitely popped. Yeah. And I think I guess that's what they were going for. Uh, it would have looked so much better if they could have just worn their normal hats. Like, just have the black uniforms and the white uniforms, but, like, have the team colored right. hat. Yeah. So the Brewers would be blue. You know, the Reds would be red. The hats. That would make sense. And now I think that would look cool uh, once I saw it out on the field. Um, but it was it was just – and batting. Like, it was really weird when what the team wearing white was batting. They had white helmets. It just looked yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, I just they, – if they but if they were, like, the Cubs and then they had blue helmets on. That would look great. I think that would look great. So, MLB, if you're listening, uh, we have some ju- suggestions. Uh, and you just heard them, so there you go. There you go. Um, all right. All right. That's it? That's anything, it? anything from you on, on baseball? No, man. Baseball's over. Football's back. Um, <laughs> Hold on. I have, I have a stat. Oh, stat. A baseball, baseball stat. Uh, Kershaw is the only pitcher to have uh, 150 wins and an above 700 win percentage. <laughs> So there you go. There you go. Stat of the week. Apparently, if you didn't know this, confirmed he's good. There we go. (laughs) Statistically confirmed. All right, that's it for baseball. That's it for baseball. All right, now we'll get to everybody's favorite (laughs) segment of the week, Casey's Corner Kick. Yeah, if you thought Marlon didn't want to talk about baseball, wait until (laughs) you get a load of this segment. Uh, (laughs) All right, over the weekend, uh, Liverpool continues their domination over Arsenal at Anfield, they won uh, three to one. It probably shouldn't have even been that close. Liverpool uh, going up three to zero, uh, and then Arsenal scoring one late. Uh, where I did watch part of that game, Casey. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a good one. It was. A good, I, I kind of set aside my day and literally watched it from start to finish, and uh, just enjoyed it. I just was yeah. like, just take in this. It, at the time, it, I was telling myself this. It was three zero, and I was like, "Oh, should I get about the rest of my day?" I was like, "No, just enjoy this three uh, zero win as your team is playing great." Uh, so I stayed. Then Arsenal got a late goal that uh, kind of ruined that feeling a little bit. But nonetheless, um, it was a real joy to watch Mo Salah with two goals, uh, one on a penalty kick that he won, and then another in free play. Uh, Matt Tip opened up the scoring with a header on a corner kick. Uh, and I, as I mentioned, uh, Arsenal substitution scoring late. Uh, Liverpool has just dominated Arsenal in Liverpool. Uh, they've won every home game since 2004. And I think the scoreline of these games are now like Arsenal has nine goals and Liverpool has 28. No, 26, I think, if I'm doing my mental math correctly. So 26 to 8 is not great uh, for Arsenal, but great if you are a Liverpool fan, which I am. Um, so had that result. The result of the week, uh, Marlo, was actually today, this morning, Newcastle. Uh, you remember them last week, of course, Marlo. They lost three to zero to Sheffield United, uh, newly promoted team from uh, the Championship up into the Premier League. Got their first win. Uh, Sheffield United last week in 13 years in the Premier League over Newcastle, uh, demolishing them three to one. Newcastle then goes to Tottenham. And wins one to zero in what was one of the most surprising results of the early season. Uh, Tottenham, I think, had four or five shots on goal, which is uh, an insanely low number for a team. Uh, excuse me, four or five shots in general. Uh, a lot of those were blocked. A lot of shots were blocked by Newcastle, but Tottenham, usually a team that shoots a lot from outside, did not get the shots off in this game, and literally none of them went in. So a surprise result there. Uh, next week uh, in. in- uh, my interest, Liverpool, will be at Burnley. Um, 
Burnley's kind of been a tough team for Liverpool to play. They like to uh, play him in back. And in the past, Liverpool has had trouble breaking down teams who just say, we're going to sit behind the ball. you got to break us down. Um, but this Burnley team seems like they're not at the quality that Burnley teams in the past have been. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, it should be a challenge, but a game that Liverpool should win. And then the game of the week next week is Arsenal and Tottenham. Uh, we'll, both of them will be coming off of a loss, and this is a big London derby. Both teams uh, situated there in London, and both teams uh, need a result coming off of losses uh, this week. I would say Tottenham more than Arsenal, but nonetheless, a big game for both of those clubs. Um, so that's next week, and that's uh, all I got. No, and elsewhere in the corner, Kate Marlowe. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I think we jinxed the Chicago Red Stars. Oh, no. What happened? We hopped the, we hopped in the bandwagon. Yeah, we rode them to like five and six games win streak, and I feel like they lost four or five in a row. They've just been getting run off the field. Um, why I haven't been talking about them because it's been—I mean, they're just—they just stopped scoring goals. I don't know what's going on. Um, not great. And then elsewhere, uh, Rose Lavelle's hurt again, and it makes me sad because she's a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> she's been hurt. <laughs> uh, so that's it. That's the corner kick. All right, corner kick, Casey. Yeah. Uh, throw us in here. I, I don't know how we forgot to talk about this leading up to it, but uh, USA Basketball lost the game. Is it back? Oh, it's not back. No, not back. They lost on Saturday night while everyone was sleeping in Australia. It kind of got swept yeah. under the rug. Did you hear about this? I If I can't stay up to watch Hawaii, I can't stay up to watch Australia. No, no, no. I I did not watch it. I just woke up, okay. to, I just woke up to alerts telling me that USA Basketball had lost while I yeah. was sleeping. Yeah. Um, it was an exhibition game, so I don't know. It's, I, don't, I feel like it's not that big a deal, but it is a big deal because they haven't lost since um, Olympics 2006 when they lost mm. to Greece and got that bronze medal that year or that Olympics. Uh, so that that is kind of a big deal, but I don't know, man. Like as we talked, I think did we talk about this last night or maybe the time before that? How no one's really on this team. Yep. Um, it's, I feel like it's a bad look for rot, the, the Celtics because there's like eight Celtics on this team. Um, like four, but yeah. No, just one. Okay, quiet. <laughs> Three, There's two bucks four. on the team. They don't there are two play. bucks. There are two bucks. They don't, even, the they don't even play. I think they had uh, a combined four points in like a combined 12 minutes or something like that. Oh, so. uh, really? Yeah. So, but yeah, Patty Mills lit up, lit up Team USA um, from Australia, which is funny because obviously Patty Mills pays, plays for pop. On yeah. the, on the Jodios, but I feel like he always lights up Team USA. He he made his name lighting up Team USA when he was like eighteen. Um, so this is kind of what he does. But that going forward, they go into the FIBA World Cup this week. They're on high alert. Will they come yeah. away with the gold? I mean, you feel like they have to. So I guess this is like, should we push push the panic button? Yeah. Uh, Probably, but I'm not going to because I have faith in the infrastructure of USA basketball, um, and I just I think they'll I think they'll find a way uh, to get it done. Um, what am I basing that on? Blind faith. <laughs> uh, just even though like it's, I guess if we were you know picking a team USA, we're probably what on. You know, if you think of like the all NBA team and you just want yeah. American players, right? We're probably on third team, yeah. all USA. Uh, yeah, 
Probably even lower than that. If you really, well, if if you yeah, really dig down, if you're only going USA players. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. So let's say third team. Um, you still kind of expect that to be good enough. You still kind of, you know, look at the names, even if there are, you know, Celtic led. You kind of think like these guys should still be beating the Patty Mills led teams of the world. Yeah. Um, you know the whomever. Uh, I, I'm was. Try to avoid saying Giannis in Greece because I think <laughs> I'd be a little worried. <laughs> we're playing Greece, but they're not yeah. in our group, and we would only, I think, meet them in some sort of playoff format. So, um, God, I just, I, I wouldn't bet against them, but I could, I could see it going poorly. Yeah, yeah. The only, the only thing I have, I'm kind of resting my head on, is like Greg Popovich is there, and he's like the best coach in like what the last 20 years yep. and like i can't see him kind of leading a disastrous u.s basketball campaign like back when larry brown like to the, is it was it 2006 when larry brown led it and they yeah that was larry brown yep that's that, that's when they decided was, to blow it all up and, and change usa basketball yeah um that felt like Larry Bryan felt like the wrong coach at the wrong time. Yeah. And he had the wrong roster for what he wanted to do. It all that felt like it made sense that we didn't win. Yeah. Um, I, it will be a weird narrative if we come out of this and Popovich isn't able to figure it out, even with the not top tier talent. We still have more. We'll go into every game as favorites. Yes. And to not win, I think, would be. Uh, somewhat, it, it's weird. How much of it can you blame? Because we sit here and go like, "Oh, everybody decided not to go." Is that an indictment of USA basketball, like the program? How how can it be? Yeah. How can USA basketball make the best players want to play for USA basketball? I feel like they've been player friendly as much as they can. Yeah, I, I don't know what they can do to be more player friendly. Um, for whatever reason, and we talked about this before. I know we talked about this before, but like players just decided they weren't interested in, in in partaking this year. And I understand it some. You know, LeBron James doesn't need to play for USA Basketball anymore. But like, there's lots of other players who I think it would have made sense to be there who aren't there. It doesn't make sense for James Harden to be there, but does it make sense for I know De'Aaron Fox? I don't know if he would have played, but De'Aaron Fox would be there. Some of the other names um, who are kind of at that. You know, second team All NBA level, who should be there? I think that there are, who are for for their own reasons. So, no, there you go. USA basketball, FIBA Cup this week. It's in China, right? So, yeah, it'll be. We'll have nice little alerts that say while you were sleeping, this happened. Uh, yeah, depending on the game is or that's how how your notifications come. (laughs) Marlo, while you were sleeping. While you were sleeping. All right. Uh yeah, that's it. USA basketball. Uh, Casey, anything else? I don't have anything else. I don't think. Okay, yeah, that's it for me, as well. Um, as always, give us a follow at one thirty two breeze on Twitter at Marlo Jr. for myself at Prof Badger fan for Casey. Give us a like. Give us a follow. That's all I got. Go Badgers, Casey. Do you have any last words? Uh, just been almost enough, Marlo. As always, until next time, I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>